and welcome back to the Sisters in Sustainability podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Lynn. As always, we are here to talk about the impact that women in our communities are having on the sustainable development movement. But this is also Mental Health Month, so we are switching up the script a little bit and letting our interviewees kind of lead the story. Today, we are joined by my friend, Elaine Fikera, a wonderful mental health advocate and an aspiring doctor. So we're going to talk all about how she balances her advocacy work with her schooling. But Elaine, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody and tell them a little bit about your community service initiative? Yes. Hello, everyone. Again, my name is Elaine Fakera. I'm very honored to be on this podcast with you, Victoria. And my initiative I call The World is Better with you in it. And I just think these words are so powerful. They're actually words I said at the end of a PSA I did for Prevent Suicide PA. And I just really resonated with it. And that's why I called it the world is better with you in it. And I want more and more people to hear about that message. And what I try to do is to be a spokesperson, a tool, uh, someone that could really help spread the message of all the different suicide prevention organizations. So I partner with many, including Prevent Suicide PA, Avidum, uh, the Chester County Suicide Prevention Task Force, Hope for Halley, and again, just be an advocate and a tool for them to help them with their message. So as I mentioned, you are preparing to go to med school. I know right now you've been incredibly busy studying for your MCAT. Tell us a little bit, what's it like balancing, you know, that level of schoolwork and that level of specialization with being an advocate? Mm, well, that is a very good question. There are definitely days where I'm overwhelmed, um, but the more and more I get experience in medicine and I get deeper into my classes and the research and clinical experiences I've had, it definitely has confirmed my passion that I want to have a career in healthcare and medicine. And I see the benefit of it, not only for me, but for other people. Um, and that definitely is what helps keep me motivated. My to-do lists keep me motivated and help me figure out all the crazy things going on in my life. Um, and especially, especially my family. Um, when I can't figure something out, when I need help, uh, uh, they're the ones I reach out to for help. And they would just always give me really good advice, especially my parents. They're like my number one fans, my number one supporters. Um, and they really help me through anything. Um, and also that's kind of the message I want to share with other people anyways. Um, that's why I feel like I could help be that spokesperson because I try to be relatable and just have authentic conversations about how overwhelming and difficult studies like this can be, whatever career you're in, whatever studies uh, or whatever major it might be, especially this, like the high schoolers and college students. Um, it is overwhelming. It is tough. There are days where I'm like, let's run three miles, let's study for the MCAT for five hours, and I'm super motivated. But then the next day, I get like nervous and anxious about the unknown. And, and I worry about this exam I have coming up, am I going to do well on it? Is my GPA going to be okay? Um, and there, those are, you know, honestly, common struggles that um, high schoolers and college students experience. And I just want to tell people they're not alone. And we're going to figure this out together. So as somebody who advocates for mental health and obviously has to balance a crazy schedule, what do you do and what would your tips be to somebody in a similar situation as you to take care of their own mental health? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Definitely. My mental health has always been a priority in my life and there are days where it's harder, but I feel like I finally have a good routine where I feel like I can balance my studies and my academics along with things that just make me feel good. Um, the gym is one of my major happy moments in my day. I, I love, like, honestly, sometimes it's hard to want to get there like oh I'm tired I want to sleep in more or oh I'm just so tired today and obviously I take the rest days when needed but once I get to the gym and I do a workout I go for a run I do weightlifting whatever workout it is for the day it always makes me feel better and then all of a sudden I have those endorphins I have the energy to battle the day again um, so definitely that's something that has helped me keep mentally and physically strong through this journey um, my to-do list honestly um, that also it's good for my like you know organizing my day but also makes me feel like mentally happy and comfortable like okay these are the things I'm going to get done today I put the stars next to like the priority things and when I check it off it just feels so good um so I once I you know at least achieve a little something every day getting closer and closer to my journey uh that's what's really great um and just, you know, over time, I've really developed some really good time management. You're kind of forced to when I went to like a STEM high school and at Drexel with the whole quarter system, the terms being 10 weeks instead of the normal, I think, traditional like 15 to 16 weeks. Um, time management has become really good key. And again, just having like my family and my really good friends as that support system, having a support system really is everything and has meant a lot to me. So for the entire month of May, we are talking about sustainable development goal three, which is good health and well-being. And well, of course, we've talked about the physical side of health this month. We're talking about mental health. So a big discussion, I think, that we've seen all over the world right now is the question of how does social media impact mental health? Um, I mean, I know that we go back and forth about this a lot. I know Amanda Grace Creer, who was on last week's episode, had some really strong and really great uh, opinions and thoughts about the impacts of social media. So I was wondering if you can maybe lend your lens. What do you think the impacts of social media is on mental health? Is it helping? Is it harming? Where can we find that middle ground? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I think that middle ground is what we keep searching for. There are definitely pros and cons to social media. And as a mental health advocate, I really strive to uh, go towards those pros of providing resources, uh, providing just a safe space where people can open up about their mental health struggles, find that inspiration, that little reminder that they may need. That's what I always strive to present in my social media. I almost try to treat my social media like a resume almost. Like it's where I can put my accomplishments where I feel proud or just little things that I want people to know about me and share about myself and feel empowered on social media. So that's more what I try to treat it like. Um, for a lot of people also, it's a place to spread news and resources, which is honestly great. I think I, I look on social media often for some current events and trying to educate myself. And I think it's so important to hear so many people's different perspectives and opinions on current issues today and have a safe space to debate about it and learn and educate ourselves. But at the same time, there are many times where I feel like I look at something on social media and I start to compare myself. Like, am I doing well enough? Like I should maybe be doing that. Am I accomplishing enough in my career? Or how come I don't look like that? Or, you know, things like that. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, and not all of us have that like mental strength to know that we're all different. Like 
I don't have to look like that. I don't have to have the same accomplishments as this person. And it's why it's so important to try to have those support system and reminders and put more positive things on social media because we have to remind ourselves the people that can be seeing that, the people that could be comparing themselves or perceive that in the wrong way. Um, and I just think more and more often we need to promote making social media a safer place to be gentle with one another and kind to one another and more often put those positive materials out there and things that can actually educate people and help people, inspire people and not tear anyone down. So switching gears just a little bit, you talk very often about being a Filipino American and I know that's something you're very proud of and you do an awesome job of balancing you know, the cultural differences that have come from your family's history and heritage into what is now uh, the mixing salad of the United States. Um, But talking on mental health, do you think that there's a cultural difference between the way certain cultures and maybe American or Western cultures deal with mental health? And what can we do to kind of break down stigmas or bridge those gaps? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very, very proud to be Filipino American. And I love to really show people how proud I am of my culture and my ethnicity and my background. And I think that being vocal about that is something that has really helped the community uh, just to feel empowered, especially during this time there was so much anti-Asian hate. And regarding mental health, I do recognize that sometimes there's a stereotype on it uh, that, you know, our community is very hardworking and wanting to be the best and wanting to accomplish so, so much, which I'm really proud of. Like, I'm so happy that I feel like I have my community behind me, supporting me in my greatest goals and dreams. Um, But what comes with that is not wanting to make someone disappointed, not wanting to um, show that sometimes I've failed, sometimes I've struggled. um, And I want to normalize that in my community and just be more open about the how overwhelming this kind of career can be and how there are days where I'm not okay and that I'm struggling but what is more important is how I come back from that and that's the story that I want to keep sharing with everyone and with the Filipino American community Um, but what what I just truly love is that I feel like because I've grown up surrounded by the Filipino American community I felt very empowered of my ethnicity and unfortunately a lot of other people haven't grown up like well surrounded by that community where they feel empowered about their culture. Um, So I just wanna keep incorporating people, uh, promoting inclusivity and showing people that, you know, it's okay to have those days where you just feel overwhelmed and you might need to rest and it's okay to fail. It's okay to not win everything. And just again, be that spokesperson for the youth for Filipino Americans, the Asian American community, and just for anyone who needs to hear it, that that is okay. And what's most important is what you come back from it, how you continue to grow and learn. So you talked a little bit about how you you work and are entering this really high, fast paced, high stress environment type of work. You know, being in the healthcare industry, how do you feel that your education um, has prepared you to treat people who suffer from mental illness? Mm -hmm. Well, the great thing about Drexel University is I had this opportunity of the co-op program. And while I, you know, continue my studies and everything, I actually had six months where I could just get 
experience, full-time experience. And during that time, it was when I tried to, uh, I got deeper into getting more clinical experience. And for one, I got to work at the National Institute of Health Clinical Center as a part of the International Leadership Foundation. I was a civic fellow and got experience with the NIH. And then I also started medical scribing. Um, and what I've loved about medical scribing, especially now that I work at an emergency department, is I've seen so many different conditions and diseases and symptoms, people of all age ranges, all sorts of different backgrounds, especially in center city of Philadelphia. And what I've really noticed often is when a patient presents to the emergency department, they often say like, I just want to get my life together. Like I need to get my health together and I'm having all these symptoms and I really need help. I want to just get my health together. And that made me realize that you know, health is really important. When you don't have your health, it's hard to thrive in life. Um, and that's the power of a physician, of, of someone in healthcare, is you can help a patient um, get their physical health together, which could also help their mental health. And then they can return to their career, their life, their family, whatever it may be. And I've seen the power of that after working at the emergency department. I've seen a patient come back and my physician said like, I haven't seen you a lot lately. What have you been up to? He's like, you know, I actually haven't been coming to the emergency department as much anymore because I'm finally, like, I'm finally employed again. I'm ready to go back to my family. And it's just so powerful to see that. Um, and so now I've kind of found that connection between, you know, my career and health, how I want to be a professional in healthcare and mental health and physical health and how that all intertwines. And that's why I'm so excited to bring the, idea of my initiative, the world is better with you in it, but also to the clinical setting where I can be a healthcare provider that, that helps people with their physical and mental health. So one thing that I think comes up often when we talk about mental health is stigma, of course, and I'm sure that this is something you've talked about a billion times, and especially in the healthcare industry, you know, mental health isn't always treated the best. And it's, mm -hmm. there's unfortunately a lot of boundaries. Um, for whatever reason they exist uh, between people receiving the care that they need and mental illness. You know, what can the average person do? You know, I, I am obviously not a healthcare provider. My degree is in marketing. I would never be qualified to work in a hospital. But what can me and any other average person do to help break down the stigma surrounding mental health? Mm -hmm. Yes. I, what I try to do every day, something that hasn't required me to be like already a professional in mental health and everything is I just try to always remind people, number one, that they're not alone, that I'm someone that they can reach out to if they ever need anything, uh, to ask them like real questions about their day, not just the, how are you? And then move on. Like, I, I think it's so important to really check in on your loved ones. That's the number one to, to make sure your loved ones feel like this is a safe space for them. But also what I also try to do is try to remind people to be careful about their language. Like so often still, I hear people make jokes about mental illness and suicide. I hear so often people just be kind of harsh with their language and so easy to hate on someone or talk bad about someone or even talk bad about themselves. And I just try to remind people whenever I hear something like that to just be more careful with their language, to be gentle to other people because you never know what they're going through and to be gentle with themselves because maybe that is a sign that they're struggling and just don't know how to handle it right now. 
Um, so number one, just that support system, reach out to your loved ones, really ask them how they're doing, ask them questions about how they're doing and all sorts of aspects of their life and remind people when you see it to just be more careful with their language. So we've talked about what other people can do to impact mental health. So I want to talk about the work that you have done to help create and, and bridge those gaps. So tell me, I know that you've partnered with Prevent Suicide PA. Can you talk a little bit more about your involvement with them? And I know that you passed out some lawn signs for them. Can you talk a little bit about that too? Yeah, so Prevent Suicide PA was one of the first organizations I partnered with. And that was actually one of the places where I learned a lot about like how to be careful with my language and how I got that education with mental health and how to be an advocate. And so one of the first things I did with them was that PSA. And that's how I heard the words, the world is better with you in it. And I just really resonated with that. And that still is so special to me. So I'm happy to have partnered with them in that way. I also did speak at the Pennsylvania State Capitol as well in partnership with Prevent Suicide PA for Suicide Awareness Day, which was really wonderful. I got to talk about my initiative um, in a very professional setting, which was wonderful. And I always hope that I was able to touch the hearts of people whenever I speak about my initiative. And another thing I did was also pass out these lawn signs. This was also in partnership with the Chester County Suicide Prevention Task Force and that I passed them out in Chester County in my hometown. And, you know, I just, I thought this was a wonderful thing to do. People driving by can see these signs that say, stay, you matter. And I just thought that was so wonderful and special. But something that actually just recently happened that just warmed my heart so much was one of my family friends told me that, he gave this sign to a friend of his and he knows that this friend of his that he has over for Christmas and other holidays and other events over for dinner that he was recently struggling with his mental health and also alcoholism and was like running in his family and his dad and his brother and this one day he was just really really struggling and he told his family friend like tomorrow I'm not going to be alive. Like, I'm not going to be here anymore. And my family friend freaked out. He went to his home, was able to bring him to the hospital so that he could be safe. And he didn't, he said, like, I don't want to go to one of those white rooms. I don't want to be like isolated and stuck here, um, which is, you know, understanding like some, it's not, it's not good to just be isolated sometimes. Sometimes you need to be just surrounded in a, in a safe space. And so then my family friend brought him back to his home, took him in a safe space and everything, and then cleaned up his place too, got all, you know, the bottles and cans out, made sure the place was clean. And he also left that sign there. He left a sign that said, stay, you matter. And when the friend returned to his home, he saw that sign there and he said, I want this there all the time. I want this daily reminder every day that I matter, that I'm going to stay here and I'm going to continue to fight hard every day to, to stay alive and be here. And also was a reminder that this family friend of mine was there for him, that in his darkest day, he had someone there. And what was so powerful to me about this story was the power of a good support system of a friend, of a loved one who in your darkest time, they were there for you. And they can make all the difference in your life to turn your life around and to remember that the world is better with them in it. Like we want you here. He rushed over to his place because he didn't want him to take his own life. He wanted him to stay here. Um, so I'm just, I was just so happy about that story. And even though it may be cheesy to tell people like, stay, you matter. Like, there's actually a lot of power in those words 
And um, some people really need to hear that. And I'm happy that just this lawn sign that I passed out in partnership with these organizations um, for people to drive by and see, it also is a daily reminder for this person who really, really needed it. I have to say, first of all, thank you so much for sharing that story um, with us. That was such like a candid and, and beautiful little moment. Um, and I'm glad that you got to talk about that here. Continuing to talk about, you know, what you've done and what you're going to do. Can you talk a little bit more about your partnership with Hope for Halley and your upcoming event with them? Yes, Hope for Halley is such a special organization. Actually, two years ago, I gave them the Spirit Award just because of how much I love and appreciate the whole family that in the legacy of Halley Jackson are now helping so many other young adults uh, with, you know, their mental health struggles and trying to be a resource for them in her memory. And uh, I just, I feel like every time I, I support them or try to come to one of their events, I can tell how much they appreciate it and how much it means to them now that this large community is supporting them in that mission. Um, and I'm very excited. Um, July 16th, I'm going to their third show of hope. Um, they have these wonderful car shows where all these beautiful, beautiful cars come and I get to sing the national anthem, which is so special. And they raise lots of money for mental health resources. And I just love to see after going to their first show of hope, to their second show of hope, and now I'm going to their third show of hope, how much it has grown. Um, and just, again, they're just wonderful people and I'm always happy to support them. And um, I also actually will also be singing Over the Rainbow for them, which was requested by uh, the people at the organization just because of how beautiful the song is. And that's something that's really important and special to me is that I have this passion for singing and music and I love singing and obviously it's something I'm proud of I, I love to sing and entertain but also the thing I'm proud of is that I can make a difference with the types of songs I sing and the message um, in the songs I sing um, so I really often try to choose a song that has a positive message with it whenever I perform even in my own music and the covers I do I really like to try to connect it with my initiative I love that. And and I've had the privilege of watching you for many, many years. Elaine and I were talking before our episode today, and she mentioned that, wow, just four years ago, I was asking you for advice about college, which really, you know, made me feel some kind of way because it's crazy to think that four years ago, you were asking me for advice about college, but, uh, <laughs> and now to see the incredible woman that you are and, and are still becoming, and I know that you're going to go so far in this world and I'm so privileged to be a part of it and to even just get to watch from the sideline. Um, but our interview is going to be coming to a close. So Elaine, I'm going to ask you the question I've asked every single interviewee who has made their way onto the hot seat since the very first episode. It's a tough one. Okay. What is one piece of advice that you would give to a young person who wants to help create positive change in the world? Oh, okay. Um, the piece of advice I would give them is to never give up because the world is better with you in it. And again, life can be so overwhelming. We all experience stressors and you know, societal expectations and pressures every day, but everyone is unique, special, and talented in your own way. And whatever dreams and goals you have, do not give up on them. Keep working hard. And you're not alone in this journey, even if you have your ups and downs in life. I hope that you achieve your greatest goals and dreams. 
and stay strong. Don't give up and the world is better with you in it. Everyone, you can learn more about Elaine's mission to create a better, brighter world for people everywhere and to remind people that the world is better with you in it by following her on Instagram at Miss Heart of Lancaster and learn more about how you can help achieve the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals by following us on Instagram at Sustainability Starts With You and at the Sisters in Sustainability podcast. Join the hashtag SisPodNation today and remember that sustainability really does start with you. Thanks for listening.